0: Hallelujah. Praise any lord that you would like because the fuzz factory does not discriminate. (laughs) (laughs) We have a very special episode today. We have a guest panel. Uh, We will introduce all of our guests very shortly. But first, we have some quick business. Savannah. As always. our, Our sponsor today is MTS Wireless. So I'm looking at the website right now, and they have a great deal. If you're interested in BlackBerry, I don't know who is, but some people are interested in BlackBerry. What Berry. is a
1: BlackBerry, Spenny?
0: Uh, <laughs> they're giving away a P-R-I-V. It's all in caps for some reason, uh, by BlackBerry on a two-year term for $0 right now.
1: If you're done with Apple, you want to change, you want to you feel like you did back in high school when everybody had a BlackBerry, just go back to that time. <laughs> go for this plan, MTS.
0: They've got a $60 a month, two-gigabyte Canada-wide data plan with personal mobile hotspot and manitoba-wide calling so thank you mts and thank you i guess i don't know what else to say thanks for the sponsorship thank you on to the special episode today
1: you might have heard some snickering already while we were talking (laughs) and been like what is what is that There are a lot of people in this room with us today, Spenny, uh, because it's episode 10 and we've been talking about this a little bit since episode 9 that we are going to do something big. So (laughs) we have four guests in the studio with us today. There are six of us here. So before we start introducing people and getting into that, I think that we just want to jump into a song and set the tone for the day. What do you think, Spenny?
0: So the reason I wanted to, well, A, we're kind of going in chronological order today of all of the songs that we picked. Uh, each guest has picked a song that means something to them. Uh, sit, it fits in the psychedelic genre, and we are going to play it and discuss. Um, but Alana Smith is back on the Fuzz Hello. Factory. If you
1: listen to episode six, you'll definitely remember her. She's the <laughs> es- expert in anything 60s psychedelic rock. Not so, true. <laughs> Well, a little bit. But thanks. <laughs> what, what did you bring for us today? I understand it's from 1971.
2: Yeah, I'll hop right in. Um, This is called Maggot Brain by a band called Funkadelic. It's off their third album by the same name, Maggot Brain, which was released in 1971. A little bit about the band. Uh, It's the brainchild of a guy named George Clinton, who's a very, very funky gentleman. He was known for founding the funk group Parliament. Um, And this song, uh, it's very interesting. It has the reflective kind of guitar solo you'd hear on like a Dark Side of the Moon track. But the manic ramblings of like a door song—it's super bizarre, <laughs> but it's also really awesome, and I think you'll enjoy it.
1: It sounds like something Spenny's gonna
0: love. This is a perfect choice. Um, I've def- I've heard it before, but I mm-hmm. haven't heard it in a while. Um, I think some of our other guests have also heard it, but I think some of our guests haven't heard it. So I think we should just dive right in. Let's
2: dive right in.
3: Yeah. Let's go.
1: definitely psychedelic.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry.
0: Giant thud. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes,
1: it was.
4: Yes.
0: Okay, so we are going to do There's a so quick... There's so
1: many people, I don't know how to jump
0: into this. Well, we're just going to do a quick little round table and sort of introduce everyone who's helping us out with this sort of final episode-ish podcast that we are doing today. So, let's start. Alana, you just picked that song, so why don't you just give us a little brief description, who you are, what you do, oh, and then we'll move on. God.
2: I hate when people ask. I don't want to. You know what? Don't even myself. answer
0: that question. <laughs> no. Yeah.
1: You
2: know we'll what? just
1: go around. We'll what? introduce. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to put people on the spot. That's she's Alana. She was on the show. Hi, don't Alana. You, you everybody know knows.
2: I, I actually had a job interview earlier this week, and someone asked me over the phone, like, "Tell me a little bit about yourself," and I was like, "I." fucking hate having to try and like synthesize everything about myself into two sentences yeah. that are like easily understandable to a complete stranger. I hate well, doing like that. I, mean, I think, and I
0: think th- we were just expecting like, hey, what's up? I'm Alana <laughs> Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I,
2: I know, I know. This totally isn't warranted. I just felt like going on this okay. rant because right. I'm tired of this as like a societal custom. No. I'd like us yeah. to stop asking each other to describe Tell
0: us a little bit about yourself. Is, okay, so,
2: yeah, so that's I'm Alana done. Smith. I'm <laughs> done.
1: She's right here.
0: She's told us a lot about there herself. She does not like talking you know. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so next up we have Jen Dorkson. How are you?
1: Is it Dirkson? Good. It's Dirkson.
5: It's okay, Dirkson. Oh. Jen wow. Dirkson. I've oh. um,
0: you I'm good. You know what? Shit happens, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we live and we learn. Yeah,
5: I'm happy to be part of your big episode. It's <laughs> a lot of fun. Thank you very
1: much. Now, Jen, she actually does a local music scene blog in Winnipeg. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
5: Sure, yeah. I do a blog. It's for a class, but it's also like so I can have fun in my life where I <laughs> review uh, live. Concerts weekly, mostly local stuff, almost entirely local stuff, sometimes a band from Alberta, but not often. Sweet. Uh, yeah, it's called listening to Winnipeg.wordpress.com, and Winnipeg check is spelled WPG. Yeah, check that. Yeah.
1: out. Uh, so she's qualified, her credentials check out.
5: I saw the band that I'm bringing on the show on Thursday night, and it was pretty sweet. It was a good time. It's so. cool.
1: And we are going to get to them later in the show, because the our theme this week is we just let asked everybody um, to just pick a song that kind of means something to them enough that they like it to play it on episode 10 of the fuzz factory so we didn't really have a way to organize them and uh we figured out we're just going to do it by year so that first song is from 1971 our next song also going to be from 1971 so jen's artist uh their song first came out in 2012 so we'll hear them later on in the show <coughs> so also in studio we have taylor isham
4: hi musician um,
1: living in brandon manitoba tell us a little yeah, bit yeah
4: i'm also a photographer or at least i try to pretend that i'm a photographer um <laughs> You may remember me from The Green Room with Spenny over there. It's Um, a wonderful
0: podcast. You should check it out.
4: And episodes will be backing up on
0: spencermyersband.com very soon.
4: Yeah, and uh, when Spencer releases his album, I may make an appearance in Winnipeg for some kind of show, so... Mm-hmm. that'll be interesting we yes see you again Mm-hmm. little teaser there for yeah. the audience
3: <laughs> yeah we also have
1: someone in the room who is not mic'd up uh that came all the way from brandon manitoba just to be a part of this today so uh avery just wave nobody can hear you but oh yeah he's
0: waving that. you know what
1: he's he's you that chair is you you're all collectively <laughs> avery and we we thank you for joining us to say <laughs> hey, Thanks, okay, dude. what's up? No, he's, no, he's, good. he's good. He's shaking his head. He's good. chilling. He's, he's coming. Avery's a chill dude,
0: but yeah, yeah. I met. Him, I just met him last night, and we're lifelong friends already. Oh so. yeah, I <laughs> see the bond <laughs> there. That's awesome. You know, Sitting beside each it other. was magical. He slept on my couch, and yeah, I think you had it's a movie. great yeah. night. Yeah. We had a I brought chill him.
4: Night. Yeah, I've known the dude for ten or eleven years now, so it's we're all vouching to ha- He Avery. had to come. <laughs>
0: And
1: finally, last but certainly not least, we have our board op for today, James Deroshuk. Oh. So say hello, James. How's it
6: going, everyone? That's Hi. that's me, board op, and yeah, he's <laughs> he's controlling the
1: whole show right now. So. I can actually
6: only see half of you guys. So yeah, oh. I think
1: I think on the next song we can shift you over. But he's look, look, you're up. fine. Hey guys, <laughs> everybody. Hey. We got a yeah. quick peek. He's through the glass, so he's just kind of like. Behind the, glass, the scenes? that's like the a metaphor, the metaphor glass.
6: for my whole life right there. Yeah. He glass. <laughs> <laughs> he's Looking part of it, but he's not
1: quite part of it.
6: <laughs> just sit over just here kidding. so then I can see almost all of you, except for Avery. That was really deep. But <laughs> I'm like the listener. I can't see Avery either, but he's there. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's, yeah. There. he's yeah. Hid- there. He's hiding in the corner a little he's bit. There. now.
1: James, tell us a little bit about uh, what perspective you're coming through musically today.
6: Uh, I used to play the piano back when I was a youngin'. Don't ask me wow. to play now because I probably couldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I love music. Always loved rock music. All all different types. You
1: went to the hip concert. I did, yeah, many times. Mm -hmm. You're going to play some Rush for us today, I understand. You bet.
6: Some psychedelic Rush from the 70s. Yeah,
1: so I'm we're
0: excited. Looking. We have a really good mix of yeah. songs coming forward today. That's so. kind of yeah. what I was going for. I and
6: was uh, going to base it off of everyone else, so I didn't pick the same thing. Yeah, w-
1: nobody knew what everybody else was picking until today when we gathered them all up. And the theme that I'm liking is that we have three songs from the 70s and then three songs that range from 2006 to 2014. That's cool, because so you kind of got two like eras. a year yeah. yeah, so I guess let's keep the second era or the first era going with sure. Spenny's song. So again, 1971, let's hear
0: about it. Okay, um, so anyone who knows me knows that Led Zeppelin is like my favorite band, and anyone who doesn't know me, Led Zeppelin's my favorite band. <laughs> um, yeah. They're definitely, um, definitely, like, it's hard to choose a favorite, but Led Zeppelin is my favorite band, mm-hmm. I think. It's really hard to narrow it down, though. It's really yeah. hard, it's to really and then just stick mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they've always been my favorite. As soon as I got into playing guitar, they were just number one. Jimmy Page is a god. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I went through a phase where I like learned like every Led Zeppelin song on guitar. You probably like Taylor yeah. also plays guitar, and you have probably went through similar stages, right? Oh you yeah, it, just with the Beatles
4: the and the, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was me <laughs> with bad. Led Zeppelin. Um, <laughs> yeah, I hear
0: that. And Led Zeppelin, they. Um, they they have done a couple psychedelics I think uh allegedly I think the band. Yeah. <laughs> they they know how to write psychedelic music. <laughs> yeah. And they are any like you don't even have to know anything about Led Zeppelin but everyone has heard a song by Led Zeppelin. They are just an iconic band in uh, mm-hmm. music history, but I like it because they didn't just make rock music like they they were really cool at bringing their influences into their music like um, Jimmy Page was like the main songwriter for Led Zeppelin and he would bring in a lot of like folk and blues like really like American blues style stuff into his songwriting and you can if you know that about the songwriting you can definitely hear that and this song fits it perfectly because you've got like this mesh of wild drums like harmonica a bit of everything so I guess with that we'll just play the song
3: Yeah, yeah. it right away. and hey.
0: this is uh, When the Levee Breaks by Led Zeppelin and it's definitely um, one of my favorites Thanks for listening, everyone. Well, see ya. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was Led Zeppelin, um, When the Levy Breaks. You guys were talking a little bit off air about um, what
1: they did to produce that record and thought was that. I thought that was interesting, so why don't you talk
0: about that? <laughs> um, well, James and Taylor both brought this up, so why don't you guys kind of explain like the drumming?
4: Yeah. Um, well,. They used a lot of really unconventional tactics for recording stuff back then, just because, you know, that's what you did in the 60s and 70s. It was all about experimenting. And so they they recorded the bass drum in this big, massive stairwell in like a three-story mansion to get the reverb of the room. And I don't know if James wants to elaborate on that or... What, but it's, I think it's cool. Well, Jimmy Page was like
0: the <laughs> producer, so it's like, yeah, he just did a lot of wacky <laughs> shit, to be mm-hmm. honest, like do you do, are you like a super big fan of Led Zeppelin James
6: oh yeah huge they're one of my biggest influences what would sure.
0: be one of your top albums or tracks if uh, you had to
6: pick? in terms of albums I was always a big physical graffiti guy because oh. they explored oh, so many different so many Very different levels of music they did and uh, it turns out after the fact I I was reading that Jimmy Pages also said that that was his favorite album yeah. and it was oh. basically for the same reason it was because <laughs> They tackled so many different styles of music on one album. It's actually pretty amazing.
1: It sounds like you should almost play one of their songs. I
6: definitely could, but I'd need a couple minutes to think of Yeah, no, that's okay. We can get back to you on that. Um, I would be happy to play something for Physical Graffiti. Because I've
1: never even heard of these guys. Led Led Zeppelin. You, Zeppelin? you haven't heard of Why?
6: Led Zeppelin? The, the Led Zeppelins, guys. Oh, I thought the you said Physical
1: Graffiti. No, that's oh, the that's album. album. Oh. Yeah. That's a Man, Zeppelin album. That's totally oh,
6: my mom's okay. favorite Zeppelin album. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, it's I one mean, of the best ones.
1: I don't know. Do we want to double down on Led Zeppelin? I'm not sure. <laughs> I,
5: I would know. never
6: say no to that yeah. person. Yeah. Okay, no. all right. Yeah,
0: cue it up. Man, it up. Man, there a- give me a sec. Yeah, we'll give yeah. him a second. A when I
5: was in high school, in I was definitely considering getting the, like, symbols tattooed down my ribcage.
0: I thought about it too, like, not on my ribcage, but <laughs> I thought about getting it, but so many people have the tattoo. I was gonna say, that that's kind a a pretty, like, I feel like I'm jumping on the bandwagon. Pretty common Zeppelin sounds like Yeah. yeah. But also, like, like, there's, I can think of, like, at least ten of my favorite guitarists all have jimmy uh, hendrix tattooed <laughs> yeah. on their left shoulder. oh really it's just really? a thing that guitars a lot of guitarists <laughs> do flea has it a lot of people have jimmy hendrix, hendrix? tattooed on their left that's arm. sweet mm. yeah. i feel
5: like hendrix earned it though
0: i think well, so, and zeppelin yeah.
5: earned it too right like and a I lot know. of
0: yeah exactly it's kind of like if i'm gonna sell out i'm selling out to the best, best? So yeah like, mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure do you have any tattoos
5: me yeah no i only have piercings i probably won't get any tattoos really? i want to get
0: i have one planned out i just am broke and yeah. i can't afford mm. it there's but one
5: there's one i would do but it's like super simple yeah. So. Well, what, if you is don't mind secret? sharing. yeah. Oh, it? yeah. I would get, like, the perimeter of Winnipeg. Oh, really? Just, like, thin black line outline on the back of my rib cage, like, where my heart is. That would be my pretty back. cool. cool. Oh, that's cool. I'm super nerdy, you guys. No, I think <laughs> that's really awesome. That's
0: sweet. Well, mine, the, great. the tattoo that I'm thinking of getting is, like, same kind of, like, reminds me of home. Because mm-hmm. I moved away from my childhood home, and, like, I'm just never going to go back because we don't own it. And, like, it's yeah. like a... When you, uh, I used to live on a farm. So when you sell the farm, you don't just really show up and visit a farm. No. Like, it's kind of like, okay, it's yours now, peace. Um, so yeah, it, I'm thinking of getting like a photo of like an old building that is on the farm. So, but yeah, it's cool. a, it, you want, that's a, a tattoo is something you can't um, half ass. Like, you gotta yeah. pay to get <laughs> it well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No $80 needles. Mm-hmm. Like, that's <laughs> no. hepatitis. Um, so are we gonna go with James on next, do you think? Another, another, yeah. Zeppelin right back to back?
3: Yep, if let's do okay it. Yeah, do you have yeah. it picked out?
6: I do, yeah. I do, okay, I do. Uh, I'm going with uh, In the Light. Ooh, off like of do you know what year this yeah. album is? Uh, uh. I do believe so like 1975.
1: 1975. Okay, so we're so still pretty on close.
6: track. We're on track yeah.
0: for the. Yeah, let's. All right. How about throw it away for us, James? I just have to cue it up here. I was just picked it out. Oh,
1: oh, you sounded like you were ready. (laughs) Oh, I guess
0: another little thing that we were talking about, about Led Zeppelin, I guess, um, if you listen to a lot of, uh, their tracks, um, John Bonham liked the party. Like, oh,
4: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> that's the drummer from Led Zeppelin. He liked... It's just well-known. He liked alcohol. He liked, yeah, well... He really liked vodka. So he... Um, not that that's an excuse. Like, not that that really means anything. It's just a joke. Um, but basically, he drummed, and he was really notorious for hitting the crap out of his drums. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he played real hard. And he would actually... He used... Um, they they made a new um, like gauge of drumstick based off his style. He used the heaviest drumsticks that like dr- drum makers had to make custom sticks for him because mm. he, uh, he would just break the I heaviest d- ones.
4: I thought I heard something about him turning the drumsticks backwards so that it was a heavier hit, but I don't know if that could have been another. Drummer. And he got
0: them enlarged and he got them heavier, and they called them tree trunks yeah. because they were so <laughs> much heavier than other drumsticks.
4: And then wow. you mix that in with having drank a bottle of vodka and he's really <laughs> yeah. slamming on those drums
0: yeah and you can actually hear it in a lot of Zeppelin tracks you can hear the foot pedal on the bass um, drum is squeaking to the beat so and it, so it's like he played his drum so hard that even if he greased it and he fixed it it would just go and mm. it, it just start squeaking <laughs> again so he said screw it and I'm not going to worry about it yeah. so it's just a neat little thing it's like it's kind of like really rock star, just like I don't know screw it we'll keep it in yeah. like yeah. the very, very unpolished feeling of it it yeah. makes
4: it special well, like you know, and it's, it's the cool. little nuances in the and tracks. And even
0: though like he, they were amazing producers, they still chose just to, to leave not leave it in. To leave yeah, it yeah. in, mm-hmm. right? There's that something rawness. charming about it. Like their yeah. Led Zeppelin, they could have had a better kick pedal, well, they just didn't.
1: Like <laughs> even on our yeah. last episode, we played um, "Why Can't We Be Friends" by War, and it's got this little piano diddy at the beginning. Track. And it, right near the beginning, they hit a wrong note, and they yeah. still oh. used it. And there's just something about it that just makes you happy and like yeah. like the song even more. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess imperfections are beautiful. Okay, you got some
6: bad news. They don't have that track on YouTube. Yeah, oh. there's like no, oh, no. It's no. been taken down It's just Oh, silence. probably Because
0: they're remastering All their like their tracks right now So yeah. they're probably Doubling down in copyright okay, hang Well, on. we can what edit was, that in after I, I actually own a copy So I can edit this in after If
6: okay. that's cool
1: Well, yeah, I mean To play it right I mean, now We lose
0: the effect of it
1: Yeah, I'm gonna check Spotify What's the name of the song?
6: In the Light In the Light I can't find it anyways uh, That's okay we, we'll, we'll figure it's it out. sad, because everything else from Physical Graffiti is on YouTube, except for this one. Well, I
1: mean, Sorry. we can still play your original song. But I have I, it on my laptop. But look, I have it, yeah, I have it right here on Spotify, so we can listen to it and throw it in. Yeah. Should, okay, should I just throw it away? Should yeah, we get sure. a clean, should we get a clean...
0: Yeah, do a little, do a proper intro, Sav. Let's do this. Okay.
1: Um, <laughs> I, I don't even think I'm qualified to be throwing this one away. I've never heard of this album before.
6: Okay, well, I can definitely give you a couple fun facts about this song Let's in do it. particular. Okay. Um I'd said before that this was Led Zeppelin as the group. Like this was their favorite album that they have ever done, and this this track that we're gonna play was actually Jimmy Fave, Jimmy Page's favorite track of all time. Right? Wow. Oh, really? Um,
0: I actually didn't even know that. He's wow. got
6: uh, he's got a violin bow that he uses on an acoustic guitar for the intro. Oh and It's yes. got this really hollow and creepy kind of sound. It sounds really awesome. He's only done that on a couple other songs, but um, the synthesizer that John Paul Jones used, they could never replicate that outside of the studio, so this song was actually never played live by the band. That's oh, awesome. Yeah. That's wow. probably
1: why we've never
6: heard it. Yeah, Yeah. throw it One away. One of my favorites. This is, away, uh, this is In the Light by Led Zeppelin from Physical Graffiti.
3: On the Factory.
1: everybody good yeah okay so that was unlike any other led zeppelin song i've ever heard i don't know like alana have you heard this song before i have once or twice yeah yeah and what do you, what did you think of it sorry that wasn't a great yeah, description. yeah no you kind of shot me down there uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's an epic
2: amazing song
5: yeah i've i've listened to a lot of led zeppelin and between like an album like um physical graffiti and like this, the numbered albums, for example, like especially Zeppelin two, like huge, huge difference in tone. But it still's
0: got the grit. Well, they were yeah. huge believers in growing as a band and not doing the same shit over and over, cause that's boring. Yeah like I can tell I <laughs> I have I've played like on an, and I'm not I'm like I'm not even just seeing my band because I love playing in the band but when you play the same set list over and over and over and over it gets boring it gets really boring so especially if you're creating music like yeah if your job is to create music like Led Zeppelin took it to another level and they did that they created new yeah music all the time
4: and I find it really interesting because it's To me, it's really unique. Like I can, I find their sound so distinct because at first I hadn't thought that I'd heard this song before, but as soon as I heard that synthesizer come in there on top of the guitar, I instantly recognized it. And I've heard that riff somewhere before and I've heard that tone. So I don't know if you guys kind of find that with Led Zeppelin stuff, but. Mm -hmm. Well, it's like,
0: it's even though you're branching out and doing different styles of music, like you're own personal style still mm, remains yeah. right so yeah. it's like they it's have still jimmy voice. page playing the guitar right so it's yeah. like you're always gonna have that same sort of i don't know same sort of sound even though you're playing completely different styles you can still have that same sound resonating through different songs does yeah. that make sense mm-hmm. yeah.
4: well and i mean it's uh, like coming from a guitar playing standpoint yeah you always have your own sound and your own gonna gonna kind say, of you tone you can't even help like. it like yeah, yeah.
0: It just yeah. happens, and I imagine if, like, if your main instrument is drumming or piano, whatever, naturally your own, your influences are going to come out in your style, and from mm. there, you're going to make your own style, and then when you play other music, your style comes out. It's like this never-ending, like, circle of, like, influence and, yeah. like, inspiration. It's pretty sweet, actually.
4: Well, I like to, like, I watch a lot of Keith Richards interviews yep. and stuff, and he puts it really well because he He's he insightful. was asked. <laughs> he really is. He's, he was, uh... Captain Jack Sparrow's dad, <laughs> yeah. and and he totally yeah. fits it because he's just he's got that swagger. But um, he said something really interesting about like uh, he was asked what he plays in his spare time, and he said he never plays his own songs because he's always listening to these other players and trying to like pick that's up important. stuff from them. And as a guitar player, I think that's really important. You have him. to. Yeah. I that
0: think f- for this. That
5: reminds me of doing like photography, where it's like you're always looking at other artists and seeing what right? they do different.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because then you learn from them, and you're yeah. like, "Oh, that's cool. I want to try that technique." Or you're like, that. "Oh, that's yeah. ugly. Like, avoid that." Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. There's this. It's
5: there's and always you, lessons. And then you do see how it fits with your own tone
1: or your own voice. James, do you mm-hmm. want to chime in? You picked this song after all.
6: Oh, they're always one of my favorite bands, and it's like, I totally get what you guys are saying, but I, I I've heard their catalog so much that I could always just know exactly <laughs> two two bars into the song I know yeah. it's Led Zeppelin, right? So yeah. Yeah. it's a little difficult <laughs> for me <laughs> to, to separate that. it, being such a big fanboy, I guess.
1: Like, where were you in your life when you were listening to this song a lot?
6: Uh, Probably, like, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Cranked it. Puberty music, right? (laughs) Puberty music. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, should we move on to James's other song? What? Because he was going to play Rush. Or was <laughs> um, that was, was led up and kicking off Rush? I think that yeah. was yeah, that was that a was placing. a switch. Okay, oh. no, oh, 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 oh. I thought we were gonna get both in. That's all good though. Very okay, nice. um, so who's could. up next then? So we're going it's from 70s to yeah, we were we were
1: closing out the 70s portion of the show. Okay, I like that.
6: Moving into the right,
1: moving into the new millennium. Yeah, yeah, moving into the new millennium. So 2006. Okay, so was fast. I I picked this. Yeah, I picked this album today. Um, the band's called Witch, and this is their first album, also called Witch. It's from 2006. And I think I picked them today because they were kind of the first... Um, a lot of people call it stoner metal. I'm not really comfortable with that description, but well, nobody ma- really uses... It puts a
0: negative connotation to the it music. Does. Like... It does.
1: It um, does. But nobody uses the term psychedelic metal, but it's definitely got psychedelic roots. Um, and like even from the name, maybe that's a big hint. It's, I would call it maybe occult rock. Maybe with like Mm. some doom metal. I don't know if you guys listen to much metal. I love doom metal. Yeah, (laughs) doom metal just kind of that really down tuned sort of buzziness to it. Um,
3: Heavy.
1: Yeah, it's heavy. It is. It's heavy. It's long. It takes its time. It's riffy. Um, The bass is kind of bouncy. Like you're going to hear a lot of things happening in this um, okay, oh, yeah, come in the room. Better. Okay, Avery's coming back in the room. With the, door, the door's open. Um, <laughs> but on top of it, it's got this thing, and I think it's kind of something that you would notice across a lot of occult sort of um, rock, do metal sort of thing, is that the vocals are kind of distorted, but like sort of warbly and high-pitched. You'll hear, like, it's not really, like, aggressive. It's kind of, like, in the higher tones of things. Okay. And it's a male vocalist, but you'll hear it. And okay. you kind of, like, his vocals kind of wave up and down. It's a really interesting sound. I'm um, really interested. Um, yeah, it. I yeah. want to hear it now. Yeah, and this is the first song I heard by this band. And this is, like, really the first song, again, that kind of got me into the more doom metal kind of stuff. And I, I love it. And I think a big part of it is um, anything that sort of falls under this occult sort of umbrella, that... Um, the lyrics, it really boils down to the lyrics. They're usually telling a story. They're usually really abstra- abstract and make you think about stuff or, again, just related to occult stuff, like, you know, um, the whatever, the son of a witch and a priest who's, like, fallen from his <laughs> religion and you just persecuted, Like, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, just yeah, really yeah. interesting stuff. So before we get into the song, because the vocals are, again, a bit distorted, I'll just tell you a little bit about the song. So um, it's a really interesting story. It's basically so this man meets this really old guy he's got like a long beard and he's bald and he's like blind and he's got this crystal ball and he basically asks him to see the future so this guy looks into the orb and then it's a really long instrumental and like you can just imagine what's going on what's he seeing in this orb and then at the end he realizes that they're the same person and they're fools for not recognizing it all along yeah so it's just kind of like that whoa moment like it just i don't know supernatural that i'm i really gravitate towards that kind of stuff in my lyrics and and I'm a fan of, like, at least three bands with the word witch in their title. Like, witch. One of my favorite <laughs> bands of all time is called Witchcraft. There's oh, another yeah. band called All Them Witches. Like, anything with a witch, like, yeah. word in it, I'm going to like. I just know it. So that's comforting. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> I guess I should play this song right now. So That's comforting. Yeah, again, um, so this song is called Seer, again, relating to the guy with the orb. So just if you want to listen to the lyrics and hear the full story, but if you don't and just enjoy the lyrics, now you know a little bit about it. So, Here's Witch with Seer on the Fuzz Factor. <laughs> Okay, so what are your first impressions about that song? Definitely Occult, right?
4: I love it. It was freaky. Yeah? Yeah. It was
5: great, yeah. It was doomy. Yeah.
1: A little haunting for sure. I like
5: the chugginess. <laughs> was...
1: Yeah, and James, you were saying that it reminded you of Queens of the Stone Age. Yeah,
6: I definitely got that feel from uh, the way the guitar was set up and just kind of the repetitive. It's uh, kind of like, I guess you could call it stoner rock. I don't, I don't necessarily yeah, think
3: that term Yeah, again, it either. was like
1: stoner rock, the polite way to say it is desert rock, but yeah. also some like people don't want to be classified as desert rock because they're not from the desert. It's (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. Mm. what? Jen, why don't you talk a little bit about... Yeah, (laughs) when I hear
5: desert rock, I think of the desert sessions with, like, Josh Hom and a bunch of different artists. Um, I think there's six volumes of desert sessions recorded
1: online available. So for people who don't know what that is...
5: They basically, like, went and did a lot of drugs and made a lot of music in the (laughs) desert for a while. Um, James knows more about the studio that they recorded at, it sounds like... um,
6: it's, uh, it's kind of near Palm Springs and Joshua Tree, right near the Nevada border, but it, it, it's the high desert where the, there's nothing good growing there. It's just like <laughs> sand and <Yeah>. rocks, <laughs> and in <laughs> the middle of the desert, they have this awesome studio called Rancho Della Luna. Um, one of the guys from Eagles of Death Metal actually owns it. And nice. uh, yeah, Josh Homme is a regular there, as well as the members of the Queens of Stone Age. And there's been quite a few artists that have gone to record there. It's pretty famous. Sweet. A
1: lot so of tequila drank. You're a uh, oh. Queens of the Stone Age fan as well, Taylor?
4: Yeah, I've liked Queens of the Stone Age for a while. I think yeah, um, same. "Make It With You" was a really good <laughs> song. Oh, yeah. Um, Were you I hearing them in this song? Um, yeah, I could. I can hear Caius more than queens mm. of the stone age but i mean josh hame plays guitar in both of those bands yeah. so i mean that's yeah. it's a homie it's really gonna <laughs> happen yeah he's
5: got a lot of projects like eagles of death metal um wow yeah them
4: crooked vultures is oh. quite a super group he's sure a busy is. man dave Grohl, um john, john paul jones, jones and josh, josh hame Fuck. oh it's oh, top of the they're line
5: they're so they have such a big sound for mm, such a small group of guys
0: I Definitely. love super groups like that. Well, sometimes, sometimes they, like, sometimes supergroups can come across as, like, I don't know, what do you think? Okay, anyone who's been, I don't know if any of you guys have been listening to this, but John Mayer is in, like, with some of the guys from the Grateful Dead, and they're calling it, like, Dead and Company. Mm-hmm. And, like, and then, I love John Mayer. I love his guitar style. He's incredible. Yeah, I jammed his stuff literally every day. He's great. But... Him with, like, I'm the Grateful Dead guys. I'm having a tough time guys.
1: seeing that match. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. So it's like they're going for, like, the super – and they sell out arenas. Like, they yeah. sold out Madison I mean, Square Garden. Cool. Yeah. But, like, i listened – Obviously, somebody likes it. I've listened to a couple of the tracks, and I didn't really enjoy it. So I wondered oh. if any of you guys had heard it. James, have you heard yeah. any of their stuff? like dead and co
6: i'm not really familiar now so it's like
0: the grateful dead um bob weir is like one of the guitarists i think they have like two drummers like it's really cool, like they were like i like the grateful dead but mm-hmm. like combining them with like john mayer and then well, trying to do this weird tour it's kind of weird Bob
4: weir is a like he's top of the line he's to amazing. me when it when it comes to rhythm guitar like he's he and was he's gear, incredible yeah. um i think it's kind of i don't know like i haven't heard it so i can't say anything concrete about it's it it's not but bad like, it's but not
0: amazing, though. I had
4: it described to me what John Mayer did with his career once as being, like, he started out with this poppy stuff so that he could get big, get the money. He did and it then, And then yeah. now he's popular and he's got the money and he can just kind of safely go along and do his own thing he's a portable
0: studio that's rigged (laughs) up in an rv he's an incredible (laughs)
4: incredible guitarist and he's like he's got big blues influences and he likes to go explore other stuff he's an incredible can you
1: respect his route to that though i can
4: i
0: can i can yeah do what you gotta do man do what you gotta do (laughs) like seriously like like if you like if you can see a root there, and it's not like mm-hmm. even the and even then like his, your body is one like such a it's bad song. Awful. But <laughs> he it could be worse. he. But I was gonna say like <laughs> it's he writes it kind of it's well written it's mm-hmm. pop music but it's well written. Yeah, and he performs it well. If and then, someone likes it, like just because he sold he went platinum on his first yeah. album. I'm pretty sure yeah, like he was so. really big. That's gonna take skill. Oh yeah, like college white college, college girls. girls at LCU. There you go. Sounds like a decent well, audience. it's like
4: I don't see that as. Selling out or anything either. No, it's just like, like it, everyone's got he a had niche to yeah. sell out mm-hmm.
3: on. He was And the out whole
0: there. time he was still playing guitar and learning like Like learning modes Of soloing Mm. and stuff Because As soon as like The album Continuum Came out There was like A definite switch Wait who are we talking about? John Mayer Okay Like (laughs) there's a definite switch Between his older stuff And then he had an album Called Continuum And like if you listen To that album It's it's an amazing album And like there's a definite Like he hits a switch It's like okay Now I'm trying Doesn't he just want
5: to be Eric Clapton though? i mean what's hey, wrong is that with a, is that yeah. I I mean, mean, is that a bad they, <laughs> I they,
4: used, they used to write eric clapton I'm trying as to be like 50 in the people. streets in london so yeah i mean
0: like if i could be any rocker from the 70s i wouldn't even like have to i wouldn't even be picky they, like, they're like like hey we're just gonna put you in a band in the 70s you cool I'd be Like, yep i don't even like yeah <laughs> <to place laughs>
3: let them. it roll baby yes i'm yeah. growing a
6: mustache i'm wearing some bell bottoms
0: oh there. my oh, yeah, i'm there <laughs>
1: Um, I feel like we should take it a little bit more local now. So Jen picked a Winnipeg-based band today. So now we're going. We're going back to 2012. So why don't you give us a little intro into this band?
5: Okay. So Mahogany Frog is, I think, three guys. And one thing I really like about them is that they switch it up while they're playing. Four guys: drummer, bassist, (laughs) and then key slash guitar. But the thing is, the drummer, or okay, the drummer is a drummer. The bassist, the guitarist, and the keys player are all all three of those things so when they're playing their shows like Mm. partway through songs or partway through sets they trade spots but their setup for keys is ridiculous um i was at their show on thursday night and they had five keyboards wow so it's yeah it's pretty synthy and usually i'm not a huge fan of Cynthia, but these guys do it in a sort of trippy way um i I was talking to my friend chris and i was like yeah i'm going to mahogany frog concert like would you want to check it out and he's like man i feel like i need to be on acid to like go to their shows (laughs) and i was like you're definitely in a psychedelic genre i don't know yeah yeah and it'll be interesting because it's a lot different from the sort of rock that we've been listening to it's got it's
4: more prog more ambient Mm. sort of it's very proggy just a lot of Um,
6: feedback on on the intro too i was listening to it would you, yeah. say, would
4: you say it goes into like avant-garde territory or is it just more proggy? and like?
1: I, I'm not. You guys should help me.
5: Figure I would that say out, it's
4: I don't really know.
1: Because I, I heard them um, in the summer. I was at a music festival the Jen actually and mm. they played yeah. and I'd heard this song beforehand because they had a little bit of a sampler online where you can yeah. kind of hear who is performing. So I heard this song and I really liked it. Um, but when I came and I saw them, like, they're experimental, like, for yeah, sure. Like, they, they do whatever they want.
5: They put on an amazing show. Yeah. Like, a lot of their shows, people get really into it. People can headbang to their music, which is kind of <laughs> weird.
3: Awesome. Um, it's I,
5: always good. Yeah, I one of the guys actually just, I think, graduated from Red River last year from the advanced graphic design program. Hmm. And, like, he also does graphic design. It's, like, a lot of very psychedelic, like, trippy art. Sweet Anyway, yeah, let's give it a listen Yeah, let's I mean, throw it away excited. So um,
1: the name of the song and the artist, you want to throw it away It's
5: first? uh this is Expo 67 by Mahogany Frog And their stuff is on
0: Bandcamp, right? Yeah, You're
5: it's from the album Senna And they've been around for a good 15, 20 years Really? Uh, yeah Cool,
0: alright, so check them out, let's do this awesome that was awesome yeah that's a great you guys take. enjoyed that i yeah. enjoyed that
5: there's a lot more where that came from uh, my other choice of song was actually two songs that are called houndstooth and they're part one and part two Ooh. and it's um the first is about three minutes and it's a really nice lead up and you get to hear a little more of their <clears throat> like their nuance in that because they can be pretty like delicate with how yeah, they play. Yeah, it kind of
0: like, I don't almost like classicals in some elements, like the sort of, sc- yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah. sort of the scales well, that they were using and kind of like the building up and down. It was, it was trippy. Yeah, and then very the second part
5: of Houndstooth gets like more like that where it's
4: very upbeat and like, I think they're just really high-quality musicians. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that. Like, it's You can definitely hear all, all the synth
1: parts woven in throughout. And mm-hmm. actually, um, listening to it with headphones, we were talking while the song was playing, um, I was hearing layers that I hadn't heard before without the headphones on. So it just shows you like how much effort they're putting into these little nuances in the song.
0: James, you also mentioned something about that.
6: Yeah, well, I always just notice, like, you grow up listening to the radio and you find a good song, you're like, oh, this jab's wicked, you listen to it. <laughs> Hear it a million times on the radio Because that's what radio does And then you buy the album and you take it home And you put on a good pair of headphones And it's like so It's like listening yeah. to a new song It's deep, like there's so many layers you never heard And instruments that you couldn't hear on the radio And you're just like, wow, man mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like um, it's like you don't have glasses But you need them, so everything's a little fuzzy <laughs> yeah. But good, like you're seeing the colors, it's great And then you mm-hmm. put glasses on for the first time you're like, whoa, everything's crisp yeah. And wow. real <laughs> and
0: there that's, that's a really good um well, I'm the only one wearing that.
1: glasses. Oh, actually, no, I'm not. So you, Taylor knows what I'm
0: saying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of time left. I think we're gonna wrap things up within the next about ten minutes or so. We've still got one song though. Uh, so we're going we kind of 2014.
1: Kinda went, yeah, like one. I like that we went in chronological
0: yeah. order. I think it like helped structure like the th- like the flow of songs a little bit. Um, and the listeners, you guys got to like kind of hear like our definition of psychedelic through these different years too. Um, I I wasn't expecting, yeah, I wasn't expecting to spend so much time on Led Zeppelin, but that's always a great thing. Like, that's never (laughs) bad. (laughs) Never bad. Whoops. (laughs) I'm pumped that you guys like Led Zeppelin as much.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. Taylor, tell us
1: a little bit about this artist now. Uh, What was the name again? Goat. Goat,
4: yes. (laughs) Goat. Um,
0: (laughs) Does that stand for anything, or is it just Goat? No, it's just Goat. It's,
4: yeah. They are, it's a band just shrouded in mystery. I'll tell you that, (laughs) yeah. You um, you had um, that prepared, didn't you? Yeah, um. Well, the song I'm going to show you is called Goat Slaves, and I actually didn't even hear this song until this morning. I was going with another song from them off of their newer album that came out like a month ago. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, I can't really put into words what the group is better than they did on their website, so I'm just going to read you off a little thing here. And it says, They maintain that the group is merely an ongoing multi-generational collective of uh, musicians from an isolated Swedish community of... (laughs) <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how Excellent to say that. pronunciation. Yes. And um, goat is mainly a symbol of sacrifice, to sacrifice the individual for the collective good to become one with the rest of humanity and the universe. Wow, that's so mysterious. So it's very, very mysterious. <laughs> they dress up in, like, really... Uh, Interesting and flashy costumes. So they perform live. Yeah, you can't tell who's in the band. No, no one got any name to the band. Like that's fun. Yeah, it's all shrouded in mystery. Yeah, that would drive me
5: crazy. I'd be like, I need to know. Like,
4: tell me, who are you? (laughs) And um, the song I'm showing you is kind of like sixties esque. Um, I think it really taps into the whole Yardbirds, like um, somebody love like Jefferson Airplane type. Mm Uh, sound from the 60s but their newest album is actually what they call their folk album uh it's not the one i'm showing you but it's got a lot of world influences like um you know just world music so um like they've said on their website they take influence from afrobeat krautrock Anatolian funk, which I'm pretty sure isn't a thing, but you know now krautrock just sense. going
1: back to krautrock for a second. That was kind of psychedelic music in Germany at the time. Right? Yeah,
4: um, krautrock was. Um, you had to eat sauerkraut while you're. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that know if awful. I could really give a good definition of it because I'm not that well versed in it. But there's like the band Kraftwerk, I think, was krautrock. It was kind yeah. of like techno, um, techno meets whatever was in the early 70s it was the early version of techno and whatnot from Germany and Mm. um, yeah it's really interesting Um, the one note I have about this song is that I believe on this one it's got the vocals of um, a Native American political activist and musician named um, Floyd Red Crow Westerman so I thought that was an interesting little bit about this song If I'm wrong and that's not the song (laughs) with him on it, then we'll just pretend I didn't say that. But uh, let's let's dive into it. No, let's do
0: a little bit of closing up and we're going to end with the song. Yeah, that's what um, we usually do. We always end with a song. I want to thank your, everyone. I want to
4: hear your opinions on the song. We're, we'll oh. still be, we'll
0: still be in the room with you. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll be with you in spirit, my good man. Okay. Uh, I want <laughs> to thank everyone sure, for right. coming, and I especially yeah. want to thank James for board hopping because that was a huge oh, help pleasure. for us. You kept my kept The pleasure. show on the rails. Got my pleasure. Indeed. You rock, James. We can Thanks just go guys. around the table, and I'm gonna put you guys on the spot. So get ready. Yeah. Um, Kind of, like, just talk about, I guess, just, like, what are your plans? Because we don't know when we're doing another Fuzz Factory, so we don't know when our listeners are going to get another experience. So just kind of get like Mm -hmm. give people a sense of what's going to happen, what you're up to, where to find you if you want them to follow your social media, if you've got any projects, any clothing lines, anything you want to plug. We'll do all that now. So why don't we start with you, Sav?
1: Okay, I was going to say, why don't we start with you, but I guess if you want to throw that light on me, I will go for it. So, um, obviously, I'll plug the Fuzz Factory first, so you can find us at our home at thefuzzfactoryblog.wordpress.com. We're always there with our new episodes, extra content. Um, I mentioned it in episode 9, and I'll mention it again. We now have a Spotify playlist that plays all of the music that has ever been discussed, played, or whatever mentioned in passing on the Fuzz Factory. So, if you want to hear the music, you're feeling like you're missing some Fuzz Factory, but you don't want to hear me and Spenny talk for whatever reason, I can't. Can't imagine
0: we are gorgeous yeah but. you can
1: go check us out there we've got over three hours of music it's very varied as you'll see all of this stuff will be on there by the time that we upload this episode so go check that out um, or you can just listen to us on iTunes just type in the fuzz factory and we are there so if you want to follow me I'm at Savannah Kelly Savannah R. Kelly on Twitter so S-A-V-A-N-N-A-H R. Kelly um, and don't follow me anywhere else thank you <laughs> don't me. On. especially in real life yes especially um, in real life
0: I'm at spending my nine I'll just keep it brief uh, you you can look up spencer spencermyersband.com. you can look up spencer Myers band on facebook um again don't follow me personally i guess in real life don't follow me yeah. um i don't i guess look for me on instagram and twitter that's about it jen i understand you've been doing a really interesting project that um like you're doing something very different, and I appreciate it. So why what, don't you just give a brief what, description of it? What, which is that? Your IPP.
5: Oh, okay. So I also host a podcast for you listeners who are into the podcast stuff. Um, I do a news analysis podcast where we look at something that's been covered in the news each week, talk about how it was covered, why it was covered, the way it was covered, and then how it could be covered differently to make things better. And really, it's a bit of a like um, a bit of a venting session for like social issues and frustrations with systemic. And people who aren't getting access to an hour no, of radio time, no, exactly. right? Like, yeah, and like it's really like putting information out there. And I have a secret mandate, which I'm gonna tell you guys right now. It won't be a secret anymore. <gasps> no. That um, I only have like what are called marginalized voices on the show. So everyone's either like person of color or like gender queer, you know, whatever. I try and yeah, I don't know. I that's something I'm sort of proud I've of noticed. that we've managed to keep yeah. that up. That's very intentional because. It, part of the whole news analysis thing is getting information out that people should know or that's important Not that just doesn't bait, essentially, Yeah, that right? doesn't have space already and the same thing goes for the people who speak to those issues we need to give people the proper space to use their voice and i'm always a big fan of like feminism i also i would if you're into music though follow my blog um listening to i have checked out
0: a few of your articles
5: there's photography on there there's articles maybe you'll find a band that you might want to come check out everything's always in the city so it's like handsome daughter the goodwill sometimes a house show sometimes the park theater which is a lot of fun to shoot in um but also follow me on instagram you guys w-a-a-a-h-o uh, Sounds good.
1: That's three A's. Yeah,
0: I have a f- number of things on the go. So, Alana <laughs> Smith, I know you're very seclusive. Okay. Anything you would okay. like to plug? And if not, just say, hi, goodbye. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, don't follow me on social media. I don't know who let me on there. I'm very awkward. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have a pro- uh, project of my own, which is called Mean Winnipeg i'm uh exploring local art and shining a light on cool inventions and um other things being made here in winnipeg so you can follow that on instagram it's made in winnipeg with periods in between um but aside from that i'm uh, also on facebook made in winnipeg yeah except that one doesn't have dots in between sweet yeah Yeah. you'll find it
0: (laughs) james what are you up to these days
6: um i'm also on the podcast vibe i host a weekly entertainment podcast with me and two fine other gentlemen and uh yeah it's pretty cool entertainment from a canadian perspective so we kind of make fun of america a lot so.
1: northern talking points the northern podcast, talking points podcast
6: yes. uh on twitter ntp underscore podcast and you can follow me HorseForce force @Horseforce, at horse force h-o-r-c-e-f-o-r-c-e oh yeah it's i
5: feel like i should wow. say the name of my podcast is deprogrammed oh yes. did we not say that <laughs> no okay. i didn't say that and <laughs> it's, it's on
0: itunes so yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so check out D program. Check out James's podcast Northern Talkie Point points. Check out Made in Winnipeg. Check out whatever Savannah's doing. I'm sorry, I tried to remember
4: everyone. I'm writing a
1: book, and there's <laughs> nothing else you need to know about it at this point. Okay, check. <laughs> and that what out. about you, Taylor?
4: Um, you okay. can follow me on Instagram, which is just Taylor Isham, I S H uh, A M, and. Um, I post a lot of photography on there. I've got an album in the works, which is going to get released in like the next year or something like that. So you can keep a lookout for that under Dead Planes, And uh, me and the silent dude that is a representation of all of you beautiful listeners. <laughs> been here the whole um, time. We're working on a fashion thing, a little streetwear type Ordeal cool. for my merchandise. Very so. interesting. I felt baller It'll be interesting. this weekend
0: because I had a pair of Yeezys in my apartment. Yeah, those are... Ooh. <laughs> I did not buy them, but they were there.
4: He's wrapping like $600 Uggs sometimes. So. <laughs> wow.
0: Wow. So Taylor's a very busy guy. We're all very busy yes. people. So that's why I really appreciate you guys taking the time to... T- yeah. We're here on a Saturday for the listeners, too. So yeah. we just took three hours out of you guys' Saturday. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> Taylor, you are the yeah, expert true. on this song. So why don't you just quickly, quickly brief us again on GOAT, and then we're going to throw away this beautiful and wonderful, spectacular episode of The Fuzz Factory.
4: All right. Well, GOAT, um, it's a really psychedelic group with a lot of different members, and they all change uh, from time to time because you don't get to see their identity and it doesn't matter. It's about the collective. Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Transcending the individual.
4: Yes. (laughs) Right. And, um, (laughs) I'm going to leave you guys with one little thing to think about. And they said, when asked about the resurgence of psychedelic music, um, kind of spearheaded by Tame Impala on a commercial scale, maybe. I want
1: to do a Tame Impala episode next mm-hmm. season, actually. It's funny you should mention that.
4: Yeah, they um, they were asked about that, and their response was saying that the word has come to mean nothing. And by now, I guess anyone fits into the psychedelic category, even Lionel Richie, which I don't know if <laughs> I agree Aww. with. But, I mean, obviously he doesn't mean that Lionel Richie is going to be in the psychedelic <laughs> category, but... I, I think it's a little interesting to think about what does the word psychedelic even mean. Well, and kind so. of like this
0: whole hangup of genres. Yeah, I mean? we we that could be another podcast by yeah. itself. Spenny hates genres. So just, they, put so, they put a lot of limits on the music and then it makes it hard to like if you're trying to put a set list together and someone like I'm not using anyone specific but it's just, like you're putting a set list together and like you want to play this song like oh I want to play this rock song and someone's like well is it rock it's like well I don't know it makes yeah. me want to rock my head out so oh, yeah <laughs> like, like so that's like they're helpful I think and I for some reason they're necessary. I don't know what that reason is yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh they're just frustrating sometimes.
4: Yeah, and on that note, this song <laughs> is uh pretty funky. It's called Goat Slaves and it's off the album Commune.
0: Awesome. Thanks everybody. Have a great weekend.
1: Yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys.
4: We're
0: Bye. We're here
3: on Earth. We're here on Earth. We're here on Earth. Only a few winters. Only a few, Only a few, Only a few And we go to the spirit. And we go to the spirit. The spirit world is is more real than most of us believe. The spirit world is, is everything.